it is kind of like, do you feel crazy talking about, I got my haircut and I was talking to Jess. She was like, what have you been up to? And I was like, oh, I just watched this documentary. I was like, do you know Pepe? You know, like the meme Pepe? As soon as somebody's like, no, what's that? I'm like, fuck. Like, and I go into this explanation of it and like 30 seconds into the explanation, I'm like, I sound so like stupid, not stupid. I don't know. Just like insane. Like trying to explain like, oh, like it's this like meme. And like, do you feel like that ever? Yeah, I feel like that all the time. I feel like that's like one of my biggest insecurities, even though I'm not as online like most people. But I was listening to the creators of the documentary Mm -hmm. um, and one of the people they had on it was this guy who knows everything about 4chan. Like he's like super on it all the time. He knows all the history. He like is he's super smart, but he's very kind of like in his own little bubble and it very insecure about it too. Like yeah. he knows that all of the speak that's on like 4chan bo- boards, like the syntax and all of like, yeah. like the acronyms and just like, the, it's like, you know, Twitter speak. Yeah. It's like when you bring that into real life and you kind of say, you know, you, they sound, they don't sound normal. You don't sound normal when you, you use these words, Yeah, but to you, you do, yeah. you know, you're like, Oh, like this is just me being, uh, a part of the culture, but to everybody else, uh, like, you know, it's like, there's a disconnect. Yeah. It's that, it's that moment. As soon as somebody's like, no, I don't know what that is where I'm like, right. <laughs> like yeah. this isn't like a normal thing that like, just everybody like knows about. Yeah, for uh, sure. And I think like when someone asks you to explain something that's online, oh, it's so that's hard. Like memified. Yeah. Like, I don't even know where to begin. I start questioning everything about myself. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was doing. Like halfway through it, I was like, you know, it sounds kind of crazy, but. Like, how do you start? You go, so there's this ugly, there's <laughs> yeah. a frog. There's that like looks, this frog. Yeah, this yeah, fucking like, ugly looking frog. frog. get my notes up yeah we got um all right what if okay what have you been up to what have i been enough up to? about covid oh okay yeah um what have i been up to i've been uh working a lot i've been really getting into uh, the concept of ambient tv ambient tv so i where i just have something on in the background yeah like when you when you leave a dog home for a few hours <laughs> you don't want them to get sad Right. So you just put on some shit in the background. So like they feel like they're surrounded by people. Yeah. Like I need that now that I live alone. Yeah. Um, so what do you got? What do you So I fucking, back? I burned through the crown. Oh shit. I burned like the latest season. The, the latest season yeah. burned through that. So is, 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 uh, what's her name? <laughs> Princess Diana. No. Princess Di. Yeah. Oh, is she, is she like in this latest season? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of around, um, uh, Charles and her. Oh, um, okay. I mean, whoever I don't like Princess Di's portrayal. That's um, what I've heard. It's kind of sucks. Sorry. Around in a grave. Uh, yeah. Do the fits go off at least? No, I don't know. I think like um, I, I'm really into English farmhouse shit. Yeah. So that looks. I mean, the fits do go a little crazy, but you know, <laughs> it's like I don't know. Obviously, it's not waspy because it's not like that. That 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 connotates like a like a U.S. kind of feel, yeah. but it is like, it's derivative of that. So yeah. I do kind of, I do enjoy the fits. I mean, it's pretty to watch. Yeah. What um, is, what is Olivia that? Coleman just kills it all the time. Oh yeah. Uh, fucking 
What else is really good about it? I don't know. Again, it was ambient TV. Right. So you it's got just the in the background. I did the crown. Um, you know, I've been doing the fucking uh, a teacher. Oh yeah, a teacher with um, Kate Mara, and where she uh, has sex with her <laughs> yeah. her little student. Um, did you watch the the fifth episode? Fourth. I've watched the fourth, the fourth episode. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's heating up. It's heating up. Tension's kind of good. I kind of like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've only been up to that. That's yeah. Just, just working. Burning through content. That's all we can do right now. Yeah. Trying to stay, uh, stay, remain a culture vulture, as they say. Yeah. Um, what about you? N- you know, nothing really. I know, <laughs> I right? I mean, yeah, I've been, uh, you know, been trying to make music, but sometimes it just feels so stupid, you know? You ever like, you ever find when you're trying to do something, not that making music is meaningful. I don't know. When you're working. When you're working, when yes. you're working and you're like, what am I, what am I doing this for? You know, like I think it feels more like absurd now because mm-hmm. I'm starting to get all these like Black Friday emails and stuff. So it's like, oh, the holiday season's here. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. Know, the capitalist machine like moves on. Like sure. my life should continue as well. I don't know. I'm trying to, basically, I'm trying to stay chill. And insane, you know, sane, sane, not insane. Trying to um, stay sane, yeah. Trying to read books. I, uh, I read this one book, and it's actually about a woman writer um, slowly losing her mind. What's about, the book? It's called um, Drifter. No, it's called Drifts. A novel. Drifts. Drifts. Okay. Um, so I think I'm looking for something. And if you got any recs for something like light fiction. Because that was actually sort of a heavy book where she like loses her mind trying to figure out whether she actually wants to write. And then she has a baby and then like having a baby and trying to be a mother and like writing and just coming to the conclusion that like, wait, I'm just not a writer anymore. Um, so. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you kind of feel like that with your music? No, I don't. I Not like that. But um, there are certain like sentiments in the book that I felt really strongly about like she was like I don't know if like I'm creating this writer's block because I just don't want to write or if like I have so many ideas that I'm just like not able to like put one down on paper yeah and sometimes I feel that way about music because I go back and forth between being like, oh, I feel like I have a lot of ideas and then being like, oh, I have all this writer's block, but maybe it's just that I don't want to make music. If my label or my manager is listening, all this is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Turn off right now. Um, yeah. Rewind it. Um, uh-huh. Here's how Emilio actually feels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so anyway, I've just been reading. A uh, uh, little update on the uh, Glow recipe products that I had oh. started using last week because I didn't say the kindest words about them. Uh, last week, but they have this AHA. I don't think it's AHA BHA, but maybe I think it's like AHA PHA. I don't know. It's a toner and it's supposed to refine your pores. And that's exactly after using for a week, that's what it's doing. I stopped using this. Uh, I don't even know what it was to be honest, but it was this product from a brand called Osmosis MD that was supposed to kind of like tighten up my pores a bit. Mm-hmm. And it did a really good job, but it was something that I got on sale. So full price, it's like $100, and I'm not re-upping on that. So finally, this glow recipe thing is uh, make my pores look a little bit better. So 
Glow recipes, uh, it's it's uh, they've got some good stuff. You, you know, you had to sit on it for a while. Yeah, you yeah. You had a, you know, we're not patient. I guess that's the thing. You know, that's it's thirty care, days. You gotta be patient. Yeah, that's what they say. Thirty days, you gotta, you gotta give the products a try. But so, what do we got? On yeah, the what we all right? Okay, yeah. Here's the agenda, everyone. Um, hello, how's it going? Uh, this is your Dewey dudes. This is episode twenty four. Um, we're back at it with another just just Emilio and me just vibing, but we got a lot of things we want to talk about today. So we're gonna hit you. We're gonna kick off our. Uh, <laughs> we're, um, we're gonna kick off our new Dewey Dudes hotline with a few callers. Yeah. Um, and then we're gonna get into some like skincare news. Talk about some lines coming out. Uh, and then. I was hoping Emilio and I could talk about the whole entire Harry Styles and Candace Owens oh, yeah. controversy. Controversy. Uh, controversy. <laughs> controversy. Uh, ben Shapiro stuck his stupid yeah, little head in there. Gotta, yeah. Um, so we'll talk about that. And then I, th- I thought it'd be fun because, you know, Emilio, we forget that the root of this podcast comes from the meme page. Right. And uh, so we recently watched this documentary um, I think it's still on Amazon. It might be on PBS still for free, but it's called Feels, Feels Good, Good Man. Man. And it's about Pepe the Frog and just the whole entire universe and just cultural, just everything about Pepe and how it started off as an innocent meme. Yeah. At best. And then now at worst, it got yeah. turned into a hate symbol. And it's about, <laughs> yeah. um, the it follows the creator of Pepe, yeah, um, who, really sweet guy, amazing guy. Um, and like him grappling with this and then finally coming to a breaking point as it's being kind of adopted yeah. by uh, <laughs> by right wing groups in like an ironic appropriation, um, to, to confront the ADL who've labeled it as. Um, I hate yes, symbol, yeah. and so it's like him trying to say, "Oh shit! Like, can you please take this off? Yeah, your uh, your your page. That's, Dude, that's when he lawyered up. Yeah, he lawyered up. So I thought it would be fun to get into that and like just analyze Pepe and memes, and um, be a fun way to kind of end this podcast. But I think we're gonna st- we're gonna start with the fucking the Dewey Dude hotline. Yeah, you know we had so many calls. everybody everybody calls and let us know how much they hate us they let us know so we're gonna play we're gonna play a few of the uh few a few we're gonna play a couple that way like if you're listening now you'll know how this goes so we'll always have this phone number available yeah until it gets really expensive for us um and you're not (laughs) using it uh so you can call in for next time because this is going to be a weekly segment you want to hear your sweet voice on the pod yeah exactly message all right yeah so let's get some a couple callers here My question is, how do you reapply sunscreen? Because I have this problem where I refuse to reapply my sunscreen during the day once I've already put on my skincare routine because it makes me feel uncomfortable, like I'm trapping in oil in there. So I usually redo <laughs> my entire skincare routine. But honestly, this is very time-consuming. Is there any other way I should or could be doing this? Because I feel like I'm doing something wrong. Thanks. Bye. Wait. <laughs> what don't you just you spf always goes on after your skincare routine yeah so well, you don't so what what she's saying what she's saying is all right so she wakes up in the morning mm-hmm. first of all whoever that was thank you for calling yeah we really appreciate like it 
um, sweetie and a cutie. Um, <laughs> wait, is that creepy? Um, hopefully she's not like 14. Um, oh, edit that out. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, she, all right. Um, this is what she was saying, Emilio, okay. that in the morning she does her routine. Yes. And throughout the day, she wants to reapply like you do, mm-hmm. allegedly. I know you actually <laughs> no, don't do this. Dude, I know you I, don't do it. Dude, I reapply. No, you don't. You, you don't th- even know. He always says he applies no. every two hours. I'm calling Not bullshit. every two. 8 a.m., 12 p.m., 3 p.m. <laughs> okay, I, I swear to God, I do hours. this shit. Well, she's wondering. She's like, well, my, you know, like, do I just reapply the sunscreen? Or do, like, she's, oh. she's redoing her whole yeah, entire skincare feels, routine. So oh. she's just like stripping away her face. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could do it. Her <laughs> wasn't built in a day. You could do it three times a day. <laughs> No, um, no, just, oh shit. Oh, don't, uh, no, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to, uh, redo your entire skincare routine, but I feel like maybe she's looking for a different kind of sunscreen that goes on a little bit more easily. Right. Is that what you heard? I didn't hear that. No, no, I heard, oh, she just wants to reapply. No, I know. I know. But I'm saying like, maybe it would help having like something like super goops city sunscreen or I can't remember the other one that's made specifically for putting on like before or after makeup. Mm. Well, yeah, they have makeup and they have one that's like a setting powder. Yeah. And then they have the mist one. Right. I think it would be, it all depends on, um, as a man who uh, doesn't wear makeup, and oh, knows, yeah, but knows everything know. about makeup. No, I know absolutely nothing. But if you, if you're, if you're caked up and you're like, oh shit, I need to reapply my sunscreen, probably use like a, an SVF powder. Okay. Right. But, it, and it kind of sounds like maybe, she, I don't know if she's wearing makeup and that's her, that's her issue, mm-hmm. but she is concerned about like all the oil that's trapped in there. Yeah. So maybe a powder would work well for you too. Yeah. If you're like, if you're not as oily and you want to reapply, yeah. you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of mists out there that you can just go spritz, 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 spritz. Yeah. Cause I, I get that. Like, um, if I'm putting on like a heavy SPF three times a day, I do get that feeling too that I'm like trapping in a lot of oil yeah. that I do need to like redo my skincare routine before applying the SPF. Right. But I think something like like you're mentioning would be a good a good solution for that. Yeah, I think so. You know, or you know, if you got the time and your 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 skin's strong enough, <laughs> do the do the routine again. Just, you <laughs> know, whole routine just again, do the yeah. whole routine again. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, but uh. No, this is beautiful. I'm, gl- I'm glad we're doing Dude, this because it's a good, you know, with the, with the fans. <laughs> connected with the fans. You know, Emilio just dropped a brand name. So uh, Supergoop, if you're listening. Yeah, if you want to sponsor this you segment know, of the pod, let us know. Um, okay. All next, right. Next. Should we next. do another one? Yeah. I think before we get into some news. Okay. Yo. Absolutely cooked. Uh, uh, congrats on uh, sounding sounding uh, cool as fuck. Yeah, uh, like that. His voice sounds really Damn, cool. He's dope. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Honestly, I wish I weren't like 
I feel so much more anxious than that dude. <laughs> Wait, what? what like the mean? speed at which I. Oh I talk. yeah, like I can't just like yeah I can't. You know, he's like, he goes, "What's up? Yo. What the hell's up, Dewey dudes?" Um, that's a really good question. Yeah, and we're prepared to answer. Um, the question is, I'll repeat it: uh, Is Cerave really better than Cetaphil? Cetaphil, according to uh, Hiram. Yeah, according to Skincare by Hiram, Cetaphil, but it sounds a little creepy. Sounds like pedophile. Yeah, I don't, I don't, it makes me uncomfortable. I'm going to go with Cetaphil. Let's call it Cetaphil. But um, yeah, I mean, I think you mentioned this earlier, right? That it kind of depends on the specific product from each brand and also the person's skin. For mm-hmm. example, Cetaphil, nah, Cetaphil. Cetaphil's gentle cleanser isn't necessarily bad for people that have oily skin because the cleansing agent that it uses is like sodium laurel sulfate. So it's just really stripping. Mm. So obviously for somebody with oily skin that might, you know, it could be a good thing. It's not the best cleansing agent, but it's not going to dry you out a shit time. Whereas somebody with dry skin, it's just, it's way too stripping. Right. But CeraVe's, has like a slightly better cleansing agent, it might not do enough for people with oily skin. So they're they're kind of like, I don't know, it's give or take. Yeah. Well, in, in my research, uh, after listening to this call, because I wanted to make sure we were right about this, um, allegedly, allegedly, dermatologists and estheticians uh, recommend to their clients or patients to, to use Cetaphil. Mm-hmm. Uh, or cleanse with it under the the reason why they recommend that is because they're they're prescribing you things mm-hmm. in the, the the whole entire basis of it being Cetaphil doesn't really do anything right and I know it sounds like wait why would I use something that doesn't do anything but it would be good because it wouldn't conflict with what you put on afterwards okay so like if you have an ointment or something with a lot of actives in it um, it's not going to fuck with the formula of Cetaphil. It really is just, mm-hmm. it really just cleanses. Whereas CeraVe, CeraVe, it has actives in it. Yeah. It has ceramides. It's got really good, yeah. you know, moisturizing ingredients in it. Humectants. And so, <laughs> <just> drop in knowledge <laughs> yeah. here. Um, and so, but again, it's like case by case and like whatever your skin type is, there's a lot of people on fucking skincare addiction, Reddit, yeah. talking about, yo, like I have acne and like Cetaphil really helped. And there's mm-hmm. people, yo, I have acne and it really fucked it up. Yeah. Um, if I, if you have the money, you, you know, CeraVe and Cetaphil, they're, they're, they're cost effective. Similar price points, yeah. They're, you know, you know, depending on how many ounces you have or yeah. what you're getting. But like, if you wanted to test it out, say if you're wanting to experiment, you're looking for like a cleanser or a moisturizer, the two basic ones, um, just go to your travel section, pick up one of each experiment, yeah. see which one you like the best. And I would just say, yeah. So if you have like a routine that has a lot of steps in it, maybe not all the steps, but a lot of like very heavy, aggressive ingredients following, yeah. maybe go with Cetaphil. But if you have a really stripped laid back routine and you're like looking at your, your CeraVe curious, <laughs> you know, go with that. Cause it's yeah. going to, it's going to hit you with all the good stuff that uh skincare by Hiram um, has told you about. Right. Yeah. And Hope, yeah. yeah. Said last thing, Cetaphil, a lot of their products have fragrance. Fragrance really fucks with some people's skin. And for some people it, it doesn't make too much of a, a negative impact. Yeah. So damn. All right. It, that, those were, those are the calls that damn, we're going to um, call in more. That's please. Well, I love that. I feel like, um, you know, it is kind of like love line, but, uh, 
for skincare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into some skincare news. Oh, we loved. We just love a lot, fucking, of, skincare lot of skincare news. shit going on right now. Do you, one of which is celebs and skincare. Um, there was a skincare. Oh, today is International Men's Day. So oh, yeah, uh, on International Men's Day. <laughs> so if you're uh, listening to this, uh, it's um, let's pour one out for the men. <laughs> Hit up your man. Tell him how much you fucking hate him. Yeah. Um, but um, no, today's the 19th, right? Uh, yeah. So there's a skincare brand launching right now called Bubble. If I, excuse me. I just I was drinking, so I just burped. But, um, <laughs> has anybody heard of the skincare bubble? I actually skincare line bubble. I have to be honest, I haven't heard of Bubble. Yo, I literally just did a Google search okay. today on like skincare news. This is a really recent thing. Um, it yeah, it's recent. All the PR people are talking about it. It's for teens. Okay. So, um, you know, it's it's got really fun packaging, okay. much like. Um, I would Starface? say Starface. You know, yeah. it's kind of like that Gen Z, like yeah. bubbly. Oh, skincare is fun. It's not just like it's not like the A three one three Aquaphor. I would say CeraVe has pretty good packaging, but it's not like it's not. Yeah, it's just it's not looking like medicinal, right? Um, but Bubble, it's coming out and it's marketed to teens. Um, and they interviewed five thousand teens in the development 5, of it. Thousand um, teens. You know they they. You know, they didn't, they want the teens to buy yeah. and, um, they're coming out. There's, there's three, well, I guess there's five products. So they have a, a gel cleanser, mm. a clay mask, which I'm really curious about, um, a toner, two options for moisturizer Whoa. and then a makeup remover. Okay. Not an S, there's no SPF in there, but I'm wondering if I did a little more research, if mm. maybe like the moisturizer has like some, maybe you that's know, like, the two moisturizer. Yeah. That might be it. I would have to look into a little thing more. To leave out. Yeah, but their whole entire thing is like, you know, everyone's just trying to get all the buzzwords in there. Like, oh, we're vegan and we're cruelty-free. <laughs> yeah. We got, we're free of fill, fillers, fragrances, harsh chemicals. Um, but they got all the heavy hitters in there. They got like yeah, niacinamide. They got? they got vitamin E in there. They got the, I've never heard of cowling clay. No, I don't know what that is. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but I haven't used a clay mask in a long time because I like combination skin and in the yeah. winter gets really dry. So it's like- and I don't really break out that often, so I don't really. Need yeah, I just haven't found a good one lately, yeah. so I haven't had, I haven't used one in a while. But I do like them. Uh, yeah, they're fun. I mean, they, you mm. feel like you feel f new after them. Yeah, you feel like you're doing something. So I mean, I would be interested in trying that and buying it. I think it went online at 5 p.m. today. Oh shit! Um, but uh, the price ranges are pretty good too. It's twelve dollars to nineteen dollars. Okay. Uh, so the teens can that. afford it, you know, with all their fucking Bitcoin investment. <laughs> <laughs> with all, uh, yeah, dude, with all their, um, I guess no, not. I was gonna say OnlyFans, but teens, so no, they're not yeah. OnlyFans. Oh, yeah. Um, other TikTok money, yeah, yeah. Um, so bubble, look into that. We're not getting paid to say this. We're just fucking reporting the news. Try it out. We're, Let we're us know doing the news. Yeah, we're just, you know, we we're don't fucking, make the news. We just um, report it. You probably heard about this one, though. Pharrell has a skincare My line. My guy, Pharrell. In this new skincare line that he's launching on November 25th, mm -hmm. uh, it's called Human Race. Yeah. Um, it's allegedly it has all his like secrets in there. You know, okay. he's a famous Cetaphil user. Yeah, um, you know, like he's been reporting saying, "Oh, I, I drink a lot of water yeah. and I cleanse with Cetaphil." Right, but he's also said, "I exfoliate like a madman." Yeah, which, those are the know, only things he's said yet. One of the things that he's really said about his skincare routine prior to launching this, um, at least publicly. Mm -hmm. Um, but I get the feeling because he's got three products coming out. He's got the, uh, he's got this, a rice powder cleanser, 
a Lotus enzyme exfoliator and a humidifying cream moisturizer. Um, so I'm wondering the exfoliator, if that's just him trying to hit on his messaging and like, yo, exfoliate, 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 which I'm kind of apprehensive about. Yeah. Uh, the rice powder um, exfoliant from Tatcha. That we I haven't get. used it yet. A, I, only, I mean, rice is like a really, really gentle uh, cleansing agent. Mm-mm. So it's something that you can exfoliate with more often and it won't like fuck up your, your skin. Oh, cool. Um, you know, human race. I like the sentiment behind it where it's like, it's like, yo dude, it's kind of like, it's very Dewey dudes forward mm-hmm. being like, you don't have to say no out loud, gender. like, look, we have a gender neutral fucking skincare line. We're gender neutral folks. You know, you don't have to say that, yeah. but I like his whole entire, like, yo, like I want everybody to use this. I like the packaging, how it says, um, where there's Braille on it. Right. That was yeah. kind of cool. You know, That's, it's like, yeah. I, I know Arabelle, Sicardi, they're always like, how are we going to introduce more, um, able, how are we not going to be ableist and like, skincare? Yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Basically. Yeah. I don't yeah. have the, the, the right the verbiage, term, yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not, my head's not as big as, as theirs. Um, but, uh, so I really like that and you know, I can't wait. Hopefully they'll send it to us. <laughs> I, I mean, like fucking Fenty, Fenty sent us some shit. I know. I feel like we would have already gotten an email. Though. I know. Right. We should really like just bug them. We should bug them. Yeah. But um, you know, we'll try it. We'll try that. But yeah, those are the two big things coming out. Mm-hmm. I had the holidays. Um, Damn, should we get into Harry Styles? Uh, yeah. All right, so what? So what was that photo shoot for? Harry Styles was for Vogue. Vogue. For Vogue. For Vogue. I saw he was wearing the the Bodie pants. Oh yeah, big big uh, known Bodie enthusiast. I know. And I saw. Uh, what's funny too is like after I saw that, I saw this girl walking with her boyfriend with them on. I was like, well, her boyfriend had the Bodie pants on. She had the Bodie pants oh, on. She- okay. I, I appreciated that she was more uh, like fashioned out than her boyfriend yeah. her boyfriend kind of looked just normal yeah. um but it was kind of funny i was like damn people are really gonna know those bodie pants now bodie didn't design any of the fucking dresses because yeah wait, bodie doesn't do women's wear does it uh no i i mean a lot of it's like unisex but right but it's not like I don't yeah i don't think yeah started off, it started off as like a menswear right yeah oh yeah because they got like the cfda award yeah. or whatever um uh, but Hmm. well harry styles i love it when that guy's in the news um because i think he does a lot for uh receding hairline hairline, visibility i I, I don't have a receding hairline a little bit as i got older which is totally normal but when i first was like freaking out about it i remember i saw harry styles did some shoot and i was like wait a second that motherfucker's hairline is so far back yeah he's pushing his hair back so i was like no it's like this is fine Right. Well, it's like thick in all the places that it needs to be, you know? Um, It's kind of like Jude Law before he got older. Actually, it's not as bad as Jude Law's, but, you know, I've been thinking, I was talking to Emilio, um, if there's going to be a Throwing Fits crossover ever, kind of manifest that. I was thinking we should get Lawrence on here to talk hairlines. Yeah. Oh, Uh, absolutely. Because, you know, I'm I'm constantly looking at mine. Like the other day, I flipped my hair to the other side. And you're like, Like, I was like, oh my God, is that what I'm hiding there? You know? Because I have really, I have long hair right now. Yeah. Um, There was a photo that came out of Brad Pitt, like (laughs) plastic a a cig in the back of like a U-Haul or something. And uh, he has a better hairline than mine, but... Um, you know that man was plugging away. Oh yeah, they all are. They all. Are. The thing is, there's no way like the amount of work those men get. I don't think Leo gets work done because Leo's like he's like fuck it, you know. But Brad Pitt has to get work done. Um, but uh, I was like, damn, my hair's kind of looking like 
Brad Pitt's now. Um, I'm not trying to equate myself to Brad Pitt. Please don't read into that. But uh, I don't know. I think a, a hairline episode would be good. But uh, back to Harry Styles and all the controversy that he, um, you know, he did by wearing a dress. Uh, once he should have just, just gone to war, you know, you know, men used to die in wars. Now they, now they wear dresses. Um, but it, you know, if you're, if you're online and your brain's fried like ours, you probably saw, you know, some right wing reactionaries like Candace Owens and Ben Shapiro, you know, if you casually are on a right wing media, um, um, no, yeah, I know what you mean. They're anyway, steering the pot. They're steering. There's, there's what were there? hot takes they're not even hot they're, they're just thought, like they're, they're just like, stirring they're the stirring pot beliefs. of like of cultural war shit yeah like it's so fucking stupid um i can't believe, like actually we probably shouldn't even talk about it because i don't agree with like culture war shit like talking about it in mm-hmm. a way that's like because it's not effective it doesn't change anything but basically fucking oh but i think the tweet was really funny that candace owens tweeted out mm-hmm. um quote she said there is no society that can survive without strong men. The East knows this. In the West, the steady feminization of our men at the same time that Marxism is being taught to our children is not a coincidence. It's an outright attack. Bring back manly men. So she tweeted this out because the fucking <laughs> Harry Styles was fucking wearing a dress. Yeah. Like she doesn't know who the fuck Prince is or who the fuck like David Bowie is. Or yeah. like, like, the, that's, been, like this has never been done before. It's, yeah. It's been happening. It's been happening. And Ben Shapiro like retweeted whatever the fuck she said mm-hmm. our listeners are probably like oh my god why are we talking about this <laughs> but he's just really funny because he's just like this is perfectly obvious anyone who pretends that it is not a referendum on masculinity for men to don floofy dresses is treating you like a like a full-on idiot and i'm just thinking to myself like when i when i see this shit i'm like okay they're just steering they're just stirring the pot yeah because they they know it they like to make liberals cry like that's their thing they like to trigger the libs i kept thinking too like now everyone's like, oh my God, look like the fucking Harry Styles stands. They're, they're clapping back, you know? <laughs> they're, they, ben Shapiro fucked with the wrong fan base. <laughs> and it's kind of like, I think Ben Shapiro, it's, it's all of their fucking reactionary views probably came from like some really flowery, like queenie men. Like, and yeah. I mean, that mean in like a derogatory way. No, it's no. like, that's like to, to, to pretend that like it's, uh, it's some part of some like leftist Marxist fucking like conspiracy that yeah. we're putting men in dresses or like that's, or we're like erasing masculinity or feminizing it. What the fuck mm-hmm. that means is <laughs> just like one it's giving more credit to fucking leftism than it deserves. Yeah. Like, cause there is no left in the U S like there, there is none. So like this, it's all just like a, it's the boogeyman, right? It's like, sorry to fucking to, to harp on beloved Harry Styles, but that dude's probably not a leftist. I'm sorry. That man's got, a, you know, he's, if he, in the class war, <laughs> You know who he's siding with. You know who he's siding with. So I don't know. So just reading that shit, it's it felt up Dewey Dude's alley because of like, I guess, kind of the performance art of the memes, um, which there is no performance art. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just all fun and games. And but, you know, I, I wonder what Ben Shapiro's skincare routine is. Do you think do you he think doesn't he do one? skincare? Dude, I, he's yeah, he's in front of a he's in front of a camera. I don't know. I think it, I feel like it'd be some weird, like, I don't know. He puts like some sort of Vaseline based product on his face and that's it. Cause he likes the shine. It gives he likes him. to get the shine. Yeah. yeah I can see like that. that. I just know he's really into, uh, to theater. So that's why it makes me like wonder. I'm like, wait, 
like he like you you're caring so much about men in dresses yeah and like, but you're a beloved fan of the theater. Like you're okay with like, <laughs> Something's not saying right he, he, like I think he's okay with like, like, um, is, uh, the idea of like feminized men, as long as there's still masculine men out there or like, that's the predominant that's like, who has the, who has, who captures the culture It's like Matt, like these fake macho masculine men, like that were like generated out of just like fucking the movies, you know? And honestly, yeah, like uh, I think about any leftist movements in the fucking world right now are probably led by like are actually led, you know, and you can d- say this is a bad thing or a good thing, neutral about this. But usually like there, there, there's probably like, a really crazy nationalistic side of it, too. In a lot of these countries, they like probably do operate out of like, you know, like probably have like a really machismo like thing going on with it you know like in the u.s i don't know i don't know again just echoing like i hate when they use those words like they're fucking they're just boogeyman words yeah yeah anyway skincare related right uh should we talk about this documentary did we already talk about it dude no i mean we started we like started talking about it um okay this pepe documentary so i watched it the other night like like a week ago and uh i think i mentioned to you in passing but i wasn't like yeah I was like, oh, you got to watch this. Right. But listener, Emilio comes back to me one night. He goes, I see him like like a week later. He goes, dude, I watched the Pepe documentary. <laughs> we got to rewatch it. We got to rewatch it right now. Does anybody want to watch the Pepe documentary? It really spoke to him. Why did it really speak to you? Why were you like? <laughs> I don't know. I guess it just really put into perspective the absurdity of online culture and like how influential something can seem when in reality it's such a minute thing, you know, because every time I asked somebody in the following days about the documentary, when it got around to asking whether they knew about Pepe or not, nobody knew who it was. You know, it's not like something that everybody just knows. Right. Well, know? the thing is, then you see other people um, and we can like, we'll we'll not recap the documentary, but we'll explain a little bit further if we didn't in our little cold open talking about it. But um, yeah, I mean, because there was a moment when... Um, like when Pepe became mainstream, yeah. At least we thought it became mainstream, mainstream because we're online, and then you also see like TV heads talking about Pepe in a very serious tone because of what uh, like the right did to reappropriate it <laughs> yeah. and like turn it into a very like subverted hate symbol. Yeah. Um. And they 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 were really worried about it too because I forget the name of that that one like 4chan men's right dude who like went on a killing spree in Canada. What's his name? Fuck. I forget his name. I forget his name, but, um, because he, you know, that was associated with him a little bit. And so it, then it became like Pepe was this, this boogeyman, you know, and people on TV, there's the clips of people on like news anchors being like, well, you were in a photo with someone wearing a Pepe pin (laughs) or there was a Pepe in the background. And do you know, that's a hate symbol? Do you know that? Like, Oh, like, do you, do you want to be associated with people who are associated with Pepe? And like some of these people in these interviews are like, what the fuck? You know, like it's like a big gotcha moment. It's kind of like, um, in the lead up to like Joker when everyone's like, Oh, there's going to be a There's going to be a shooting when Joker's released. And like, you know, kind of like there was going to be a coup. Yeah. No, there's no coup, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, it's just like funny how they weaponized the meme. Well, they, what do they call it on the documentary? Meme magic. You know how like other, 
All right. So in the documentary, there to give you a backstory, like um, the creator Matt Fury, uh, you know, he started this making cartoons. Yeah, it was called Boys Club, and it was like it was a really positive zine back, like I think my started maybe in like two thousand five, of just like really simple, very like easygoing, fun kind of like about a group of people and like Pepe was like a secondary character and um it was just about it was kind of like captured like like internet ennui or like 20s ennui of like mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing with my life you know they all lived in this apartment with no windows mm-hmm. they're all really dirty yeah. but they're all just like oh like it's not so bad like this is this is our lives and like we love our friends yeah and uh Pepe be- finally became a meme because there was a comic where He's going to the bathroom with his. This is what you should have told Jess while she was cutting <laughs> oh, your hair, given the whole backstory. He's um, he's in. He's going to the bathroom with pants down to his ankles, and so you see his little butt. And um, his friends say like, "Hey, what, dude? Like, wait, what are you doing? Like, why are you peeing like that?" And then Pepe goes, "I don't know. It feels good, man. Yeah. It feels good, man." And so, and that got posted in MySpace. I think Matt Ferry posted that. It's a MySpace. Mm-hmm. And somehow, someone, it just resonated with someone. And then that started showing up on... 4chan? No, on um, bodybuilding forums. Oh, yeah. Gym forums. Yeah. And, like, there's a big connection with, like, 4chan and, like, right-wing, you know, reactionary online trolls uh-huh. and, like, bodybuilding, right? But, like, people would be like, oh, man, I just fucking... I just did like 20 sets of this, man. Feels good, man. Feels yeah. good, man. And um, that's how Pepe started. And then it became more like generally memefied outside of that and was used on 4chan like as to communicate just like bullshit stuff. It wasn't really like used in the nefarious ways that it eventually would be used. Yeah. Like Pepe leading people into a gas chamber, <laughs> you know, like. That was way it's down the line. But like there, there are like a lot of like e-girls. I don't know if they were called <laughs> e-girls back then. Like in the beginning days of YouTube, they would do yeah. like Pepe makeup tutorials. Yeah. There's oh, a little God. skincare uh-huh. uh, connection. But um, yeah. So like, so this documentary just kind of follows the, the, uh, how it Pepe, the frog, the meme started and like mm. how it took off in when I think I mentioned the reason why I'm like explaining this backstory is there's a point in the film where um, they talk about meme magic <laughs> about how like a lot of these 4chan people, they started seeing um, they started seeing Pepe use in on like in the mainstream by like Paul, like Donald Trump, you know what I mean? Like Trump fucking like retweeted a fucking Pepe, a, a Pepe, a, a Pepefied version of himself and they're like holy shit yeah like this guy like this guy's on our side because he's like he's it's funny it's like he's an outsider everybody hates him they don't think he can be let's like let's troll everybody and fucking meme trump into the white house let's put pepe in a fucking make america great again hat let's do all these things because they really identified with like trump who you know was um just kind of like them all these alienated fucking i won't call trump alienated but these guys <laughs> yeah. whatever the term is neat right yeah he's like not educated not in education employment not and training yeah so like they saw like oh look here's the guy who's like society hates this guy you know like uh-huh. let's let's use him as like our little avatar with pepe and um there's funny there's a moment in the film too where it's like even Katy perry and like 
fucking Nicki Minaj oh, do, yeah. do a pepe of themselves. Right. Uh, but like the moment Trump wins the election in 2016, all these fucking 4chan bros who are like, you know, that's their, like their way of communicating is using Pepe and mm-hmm. like redrawing him and shit. Yeah. They go, holy shit, we memed the president into the fucking White House. Yeah, that's what they thought. I mean, I'm sure they had some influence within online spheres. Yeah. I don't remember what the stat was, but I think at some point there were over a million different iterations of Pepe going up online every single day. So at that point, you've just lost like all control. Well, it's funny too, because I think he uses, they had this, so the reason why Matt's trying to get his fucking ownership of Pepe back for the longest time, he didn't really care. He was like, you know, like he's an easy guy to easy thing to draw. It's kind of like, it's, it's a meme, right? He understood it as a meme. And then, um, you know, people started pushing back and be like, well, he's kind of being used this way. Cause that's what all the 4chan people did once they saw quote unquote normies using Pepe, you know, once something comes popular, it's kind of like, not in the tradition of punk because punk has like some pretty progressive roots, but like in the tradition of like, Oh fuck the commodification of Pepe. Yeah. Um, we're going to try to make him as grotesque as possible. So yeah. So don't want to use them. Yeah. So that's when they started doing really, really fucked up shit with Pepe. Yeah. And, uh, Matt kind of turned a blind eye to it. Cause it's out of his control, mm-hmm. like where he thought it was. And he was like, well, you know, but he, during that time, like after the, you know, he was a, more like a trained fine artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was working to make his own children's book, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah. he saw that there was a new kind of offshoot of a, like a children's book, yeah. like an ironic ch- children's book. Nothing ironic about it. <laughs> yeah. What was it? What was it about? I don't know the specifics. All I remember is that it was a book that like completely like erased like the Holocaust. It was like yeah. a Nazi children's book. It was like really anti-Muslim. Yeah. Like, and at that point is where he was like, no, like I'm, I'm about to sue. Yeah. He was like, oh, fuck. All right. Well, it, it, that was like, that was the line drawn in the, yeah. in the sand. And that's where he began his journey. Yeah. And so then he goes to the ADL and he's like, yo, can you just like take this off? And yeah. You know, like, look, like this is right. Sure. Pepe's used like this, but he's also like, yeah, it's more nuanced, you know, like, yeah, it's kind of a really sad thing. Well, I feel like though, like now, I don't know. I see, I still see like a lot of Pepe's, but like not used in like, yeah, I haven't seen him in a while actually, but you don't see him a lot. I don't see him as don't much as I used to. Everyone's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Well, I feel like we haven't used any Pepe's cause we're all like, I, like, I haven't used any Pepe's cause I was like, ah, uh, like I, I've I've seen a lot of like uses of recent uses of Pepe's that are just like not like right wing mm-hmm. affiliated. You know, there's no like there's, it, but it still feels like somehow it became the talking point that Pepe is this hate symbol and it is this like you know you can't use Pepe <laughs> like you can't use him. But I like see people use him in really cute ways because there's something really cute about Pepe. Yeah, like there's something really sinister and cute and like he kind of reminds us all of ourselves or like that he can be used in a lot of like capture a lot of emotions, mm-hmm. you know, like, damn, I don't know. Like, uh, there's a really, I think maybe we should use this when we tease out this episode, there's a Pepe, like a baby Pepe in uh, in the, uh, the shower. Oh, I haven't seen that one, but, uh, should we get into ingredient of the week? Yeah, let's do it. Off the let's do it. Ingredient of the week. We got drum roll, please. I'll edit it. There it is. Glycerin. glycerin glycerin i thought wow. you know the winter's coming up yeah and we got to stay moisturized we got to keep that lipid barrier moisturized yeah um 
looking dewy as fuck. I thought we could talk about glycerin. Emilio, you know a lot about glycerin. Uh, not really. It's a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a cheaper cleansing agent. It's actually the cleansing agent that CeraVe uses in one of their facial cleansers. But um, is it humectant. good for dry skin, oily skin, combination skin? I don't know. I thought you looked this up. I did. I had like an article pulled up. Oh. Um, always, oh, someone says it's the poor man's hyaluronic acid. There we go. Um, dry skin. Yeah, so probably dry skin. Um, I love all these ingredients that we list off. Like, because everyone's like, yo, like, what's what's the cool thing about this ingredient? And they go, dude, it's just it's just so moisturizing. People are like, dude, Humectant like it's brightening. it's a moisturizing agent. You know, it has a lasting effect. You know, it absorbs, you know, it's just like the same words. It's like I'm beginning to think all these ingredients are the same. Yeah. Yeah. But so, they, they do the same. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it is hydrating. It's hydrating. And dermatologists recommend look for products during this time of year with glycerin in it because of how dry the air is. Yeah. And, you know, you got to lock it does, moisture. Yeah. Glycerin does a great job of absorbing moisture from the air and trapping it in your skin. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Some products that have it. The definition of humectant. Again, no brands are paying us yet to say this, but if you want to fucking do it, um, you know, Aquaphor, Aquaphor is a uh, healing ointment. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, we don't ever talk about Aquaphor in here or like, uh, what's that other kind of brand that starts with an E? It's like you, I forget the name of it. I don't, oh yeah. It's like another drugstore brand. Yeah. Like, it's like Eucelin or something like that. Yeah. CeraVe's hydrating facial cleanser has glycerin in it. There you go. Um, Instead of Phil's daily facial moisturizer mm. has it in it. Okay. So um guys, you know, if you're thinking so what's about better? Well, yeah, you'll have to go rewind and listen to uh, yeah. what we have to say about Cetaville versus CeraVe. But um that's ingredient of the week. That's it. Should we sign off with the Dewey, Dewey Do's, do's and, don'ts? and Don'ts? Yeah, Let's you got any it. you got any Dewey Do's and Don'ts? Yeah, I got some Dewey Do's and Don'ts. Um This is kinda of, all right, I know we're talking about some really funny shit. Even though I don't really, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it was funny, but it was like kind of like lighthearted. But uh, I was thinking like, you know, we're, New York just closed down its schools. It's probably going to close down indoor dining. Yeah. Probably won't be a lot of outdoor dining. Um, but I was thinking like, you know, in Chicago, it's really fucking scary there. Yeah. You know, everything, it's like one in 15. 15%. Isn't it one in 15 people? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And the Lower East Side, where we are right now, uh-huh. guess what the infection rate is? I think you, uh, 2%? 1.89%. Okay. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good down here. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was thinking, like, do we do, you know, figure out your winter support system. Yeah. Or, like, start developing, get re- your routine ready, because I don't want to say things are going to get bleak, but they probably will. Uh-huh. And the more you prepare mentally for it, like, the last two days I stayed home. I was a very socially distant. I didn't leave my apartment for two days. I mean, some people would call that depression. Uh, I call that, oh, oops. <laughs> um, and uh, I was thinking, oh, like, that was kind of nice. At least I'm kind of preparing. Because I remember there was that time during, like, April and May when, like, I wouldn't leave the apartment for days. Yeah. Like, and I know some people went months. One taste of, like, freedom, right? Quote, unquote, freedom, free doom. And, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to imagine going back to an actual, like, official lockdown because it's, yeah. like fucked up but uh, that's a dewey do for me that's a good dewey do um dewey do try to learn one thing i'm trying to cross things off every week but it can be something simple i just want to feel like i'm learning something so this week it's something really stupid 
I bought this mixologist set at Marshall's. Yeah. And I'm going to learn how to make the picante de la casa. Yeah. A cocktail from Soho House. <laughs> Soho House. Yeah. Chicago. You know, there's not a lot to do in Chicago. Well, that's. Don't come for me, <laughs> yeah. but uh, you know um, that was a big Soho house there, right? It was big. But it's a really good drink. Uh, I'm gonna substitute the tequila for mezcal, put my own twist on it. Oh, but anyway, so that's my goal for the week. Beautiful. Um, okay, here's a do we don't. Um, you know, in watching that fucking Pepe documentary, yeah. Uh, I think I, I was listening to a podcast. I can't remember. Uh, they mentioned the documentary. And, um, someone talked about like there are a lot of these four chan bros. They'll, it's kind of common for them to be like, Oh guys, this is my last post. Cause they know how toxic it is for them to be on there and yeah. like, addicted in their rooms, like being their own little Pepe's like, you know, windowless apartments, yeah, neat like their neat lifestyles. And, um, like guys, this is my last one that I'm offline, but they always come back like, Oh man, fuck. It was too hard. And, um, you know, like, uh, I was thinking like, if you're going to do that, if you're going to go offline, so I know you're not on 4chan, uh, <laughs> but, uh, if you're getting off Twitter fucking now that everything's like Instagramified, yeah. everything's a fucking, but Instagram's like a mall. What is that tweet? Did you see that tweet? That was like, Oh yeah. Again, we're doing that thing. Like, did you see that tweet? Like our lives operate about these virtual social media platforms. Anyway, my do we don't is don't go, don't quit cold Turkey unless you know where you're going to direct that energy to. Yeah. You got to find something to replace it with. Right. Like that's how you'll be able to do it successfully. Yeah. So you're not going back in the same way because you're still going to seek whatever the fuck it was giving you because it was comfortable. You know what it is. So I say, uh, if you're going to do it, you better have something else to replace that energy with. Yeah. That's a really good point. Um, another don't, uh, don't bring COVID to your fucking family. Family. And, um, you know, like, Cause everyone's like, Oh man, I got tested time to party. You know, yeah. it's like, as though they can't get it within like the next hour or the next day. It's like, if you're, unless you're so, not socially distancing and like, I know, I know I sound like, like just a very like moralizing liberal right now, but like, it's, but it's just don't risk, pandemic. just don't do it. You know, the government failed you. And so now I guess it is on you. Yeah. You know, you don't get to just sit back and say, again, now I sound it's like over. moralizing. Cause it's like, some people would be like, well, Evan, I saw you at this thing, you know? I feel like we don't really hang out with a lot of people. No, I mean, like... We haven't gone any super spreaders. No. In the last eight months, there have been a few questionable moments, but... Yeah, in the some grand of the outdoor of things, moments like, we're still, at places. I know what yeah. you're talking about. Um, Damn, all right. I'll shut the fuck up. But uh, no, but I, I totally agree with that. You know, we forget. We've grown so accustomed to the way things have been for the last couple of months that we forget. Still, still... Uh, well, like, now that things are actually increasing, it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean... If you're thinking about going home, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not gonna t- I'm not your mom. Fuck. We're at an hour and a half. <laughs> we oh, okay. We'll sign off. off. Um, all right. That's it. That's Episode it. 24. Episode 24, 2024. Yeah. Keep calling in, leaving some voicemails. Yeah, keep calling in. The number is You have it memorized? Yeah, one eight 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 four one six two zero four eight. That is eight 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 four one six. Two zero four eight. Call in, leave a voicemail. We want to know what the fuck's going on with your skin. We want to know, you know, it, can, it doesn't even have to be too skincare related. You yeah. can even just be like, yo, dude, my, well, it could be like, yo, my boyfriend is using this thing. I need him to stop or I need him to stop doing this. Or, or, um, I'm thinking about getting the jaw surgery. Um, should I get it? 
You know, like anything that's himbo related, anything that's just within the universe. And we just want to hear your sweet little voices. We want to hear your sweet little voices. Um, and I guess, all right, here, plug this again at the beginning. Like, all right, the number is 888-416-2048. Call us in, Dewey Dudes. That's it. See ya. <laughs>